Welcome to the Royal Geek Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Rollison, also known as T-Roll. And tonight, you guessed it, I'm joined by my very good friends. First of all, we have Justin Sandoval, a.k.a. Sandy. We also have Anthony Amato, who we like to call Shimato. And uh, returning to the pod is Apple Zach's Zach Markham. After a week off, we gave him a we gave him a little vacation. I appreciate yep. that, guys. Yeah, yeah man. Here for you. Uh, glad to have you back, buddy. Um, right. Yeah, big shout out to all of our listeners. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, we got a fun discussion on Andor tonight, episode 10. Yeah, so that's cool. 10. Wow. And, uh, but yeah, before we get into all that, I mean, how you guys doing? Yeah, great, man. Um, I mean, Star Wars ha- has really proven that they can tell a freaking story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, it has been elite so far. Elite. Yeah, man, this series is, I, you know, going into the series, I didn't have high expectations, but now, like, you know, with the performance and everything, I'm, I'm with yeah. it, man. I'm sold. They bought me. Yeah, yeah, we're, <clears throat> we're in. Indeed. Um, yeah, like I said to all of our listeners, all everybody who's watching on YouTube or listening on your favorite podcast, uh, Catcher, thank you so much for tuning in. Please subscribe wherever you are uh, listening or watching, again, whether it's YouTube whether you're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, somewhere else, uh, just uh, please hit that subscribe button. That helps us out a lot. And then also, we say it every week, but we want to continue to say it, is follow us on social media, at Royal Geek Pod, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Uh, follow us and you know keep up to date with everything we got going on. Uh, there's a lot going on. Yeah, so there's a lot going it's, on. Uh, it's important to follow us on, on those platforms, but... Uh, yeah, boys, I think it's time. Let's get into it. So, Andor episode 10, titled One Way Out. Mm, nice. You like how confident mm-hmm. that was this yeah, time? Man, you must yeah. be, you're, you're doing something different, man. <laughs> you got a new shampoo? Uh, <laughs> no, I haven't had a new shampoo in <laughs> a long, long, long time. <laughs> One <laughs> way out. One way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, slow down over there. Um, spoiler warning. So, here's yes, your spoiler warning, ladies is. and gentlemen. Um, yeah, well, I mean, what y'all think? So, we got the jailbreak. We, yes, we, we, did. we It was building. Finally. Yes. It was building and building, and we got it. And uh, it was incredible. It was, it, I mean, at first it didn't feel like we, they, they had a plan because they, the way the episode kicks off, it's almost immediately after the last yeah. uh, scene. So, like, they get back to their rooms, and uh, the whole walk to the room, uh, Andrew's like, we got we to gotta do it tomorrow. Tomorrow's the day. I'm like, yes. I'm like there's no way this is going to be successful yeah. if they only have the next day. I, I love the fact that everything like planned out just at the right time. Like it was just it was, like honestly, man, they were they were very lucky. Like it was a good call, you know, from them to plan it, you know, for that day. Yeah. But like, you know, the things that they had to pull off, you know, was being executed at the right time and like the intent that, you know, drove the intensity of the episode, you know, throughout and you know, it just, it just made for like an awesome like you know sequence of events. Yeah, and it made a lot of sense too because they were bringing in a new guy, and yep. they they knew that everything was that in- poor dude got fried. Oh, didn't I know. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah. Oh, jeez, yeah. the guy doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, just- <laughs> it's a casualty, but it worked no, for the rest yeah. of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to look. So just. For frame of reference for all of our listeners, this is the first podcast we're recording tonight. We also watched Black Panther last night, so there's just a lot going on right now. And in my head, I'm trying to remember everything. Uh, this episode was mostly the jailbreak, but yeah, yeah. I guess I was surprised even that. Like, they, they still went back and forth to the other storylines maybe more than I would have expected. Um, so it's hard for me to keep track. I'm just being honest with you guys. So I'm going to need y'all's help. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it was obviously really awesome. Um, I didn't really know about the water. Like I didn't, I didn't know exactly. I'm not smart enough with like water electricity. Like in my head, like I didn't think oh, that would be good. No. I thought it would be worse for them. Yeah. But the fact that they used the bathroom to flood the floor and then that short circuited the, yeah, uh, I the guess that's what happened. Floor, yeah. See, I don't even yeah. know if that was a part of their plan. I think what he was doing was he was trying to get something that he could wedge into the that he could wedge into the um into the elevator. That's what he was working with. Like breaking the pipe off? Yes. I don't know, man. I kind of got the feeling that they were trying to get the water going. Yeah, same. I I don't think he thought that it would have, you know, short-circuited the floor, but like probably As a distraction maybe. Yeah, but like be like a distraction or like they couldn't, you know, um you know, press the boat, uh, the button on, you know, the floor execution because of, you know, you know, water being on the floor or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get the, I didn't get the vibe that he was just going for the pipe. I feel like it was strategic that he was there. Because yeah, he got pipes all over the place, right? They got all, all the different tools and all the different pieces that they're working on in the yeah. little yeah, know, yes, factory. Yeah. But, but, uh, it but, looked like they were cutting on that for a while. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, nonetheless, they he did get the water going, and then the 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 little uh, walkway comes down, and then that's when they're like now, and then like it, it dude, they're all throwing stuff at everybody, and everyone, the people who are getting shot and killed. Like yeah. I feel like it was a, a necessary sacrifice. Where, a tough uh, place that for Andor to be, like you know, you got to get somebody to climb up there. Yeah, you know, because they're, yeah. they're just someone has to be that guy. Yeah, yeah, and there's yeah. a few people that tried it and couldn't get there, yeah. so. Yeah, I think it, I think at this point, you know, in the episode and like where they were at, you know, I feel like their, you know, the speech that Andor gave, you know, and that, um, you know, the manager and everything gave was pretty compelling, in the sense where like you're gonna die here, so like, what's right. the point of dying today or like, you or, know, yeah, or, dying by them or dying by like your your correct. own way, yeah. Gosh, man! It and Kino Andy Circus, he he did a phenomenal job. Man. Oh yeah, he is. He has sneakily stole the show in these very few episodes that he's been in. Yeah, yep. and uh, his presence like commands the entire uh, the set, the scenery. You always want to know what he's doing, uh, the things that he says that you, you really want to grab onto, and and really just I don't know. He just has that that personality that you just want to follow the guy, and uh, yeah. which yeah. obviously Andor capitalized on with him giving the speech to rile everybody up and coming up with the one way out. Uh, yeah. Slogan, yeah, and I think it was just like the fact he was also just in the right position, like a like a floor leader. You're gonna listen to like right. they've kind of always been programmed in a way to like believe that that position actually holds some sort of a power um, in the in the prison, which it, it does, but it's also um, you know kind of a fabricated position. But he just kind of had the the gravitas as a character, and you know at that position, it lends himself to having that you know, ability to be a person who it ha- is g- gains control and, you know, can wield power. But yeah, it was some of the, the stuff on there was just, it was, it was crazy seeing this breakout and you're just, all, all these things coming together. And we had had basically three full episodes on this prison. And we did, other than the fact that we saw them kind of sawing at the stuff, we had heard a couple little like, glimpses of things like oh we can stop it like halfway up but um oh there's only so many of the guards on each level um but we really didn't really know a whole lot about what the actual plan was which was um which was was, they played it so well and 
it, the way that it went was just amazing. And it actually mirrors the the um, the actual robbery that they did too, where they spent basically three episodes on that as well, but you also didn't really know exactly what was going to happen in that either. So it was just really cool seeing... They gave you enough to where like there were inklings of what was going to happen, but you it wasn't like they were ocean elevening it where like they were giving you like everything. Yeah, walking you through it. Yeah, walking you through it. They just kind of let it kind of like fold fold out the way that it was going to happen, and you saw it, and it was just it was great. And a part of and a part of that is like on the floor, they seemed somehow I don't know how they communicated (laughs) about this. They seemed to have somewhat of a plan that everybody knew what to do. Yeah, but once they get up into like the armories and like the control room on their floor, you know, you kind of felt like what, th- what next? Right? Th- they didn't really know what they were. Yeah. They were just all, you know. At one point, they even, uh, so, you know, I don't know. Some prisoners had some guns, killed some guys, and like they they met others, like you know, because they don't, they don't know the layout of this place. They don't know anything. They're nah. just trying to escape. They're just meeting up with other prisoners. Yeah, yeah. Kind of all doing the same steps. To Do you get, love the, how the other there. floors like like had a delayed reaction, like? Didn't really know what was going on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. when the water starts trickling down from oh, the, yeah. that level to the yeah. next level. They're like, what? what's going on? Yeah. It, oh, gosh, man. So yeah, cool. it looks like, you know, their their plan was this, you know, somebody, you know, went down to, you know, save the other fours, um, you know, and help them get up. And then, like, their plan was just, just go up from there until they reach the surface. Yeah. Um, and I love the fact, you know, the way they orchestrated this is that you didn't know what was going to happen next as a viewer. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they're doing all this. It kept the intensity and, you know, the curiosity, you know, throughout the, you know, throughout the episode. And um, it's, you know, nothing happened like out of the ordinary, like, you know, everything played, you know, just right in the right place. And, you know, they were able to get control of the armory. Uh, it seems like they had a, like an armory for each floor. Um, and they got to a point where, like, you know, all the floors were being unified to the point where, like, the guards were actually hiding. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Were, like, Seeing them, like, out. yeah. Yeah. It's behind the door, just, like, stay, stay low, hide, yeah, and don't right, let yeah, them see dude. you. They're going to murder you. Or yeah, dude. Like, yeah. They're, like, they knew if they were going to go, you know, go out or anything, like, they were going to get killed. And then, like, once they got to the surface and, you know, everybody's, like, jumping ship and everything, like, I don't know, man. Like, it was just such yeah. a, you know, climaxing you, moment. You know what's really funny about those little armories they have is, like, <laughs> that's a lot of guns for like a very short staffed like oh, prison. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. You that's... know, like if there's never more than twelve on a floor, those are why do you need that many? Those guns? armies, yeah. there's like tons of guns in there. Yeah. <laughs> and when Kino's giving his speech and he drops the line, like there's five thousand of us and only a handful of Gosh, them. That's yeah. some... Like everyone, yeah, everyone was like, "Let's freaking go!" Yeah, man. and then that was really what like sparked everybody to. To, can't. to raid. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I think one of the coolest things that they've done in this is getting back to what Markham was saying is when the gar- guards were hiding. And I think that's an interesting way of a, a little bit of a side thing that they're showing is that the fact that the Empire isn't just made up of like these faceless, like, you know, evil people. It's also just randos. Like they're just people that are just working like, not everybody that is working for this is are these evil people or have or maybe they may, maybe sort of evil. You know who knows what Deirdre is, whatever she's doing. But it, it, it's in a lot of ways she's doing it because she's trying to get herself like she she's like basically just trying to go up the corporate ladder in a lot of ways. So it's really interesting seeing you know these moments where the guards are hiding or these people are like it's like the inner squabblings of like a like a mid major company in a lot of ways or you know as you're trying to jockey for position for yourself and then it isn't this 
overarching organization in a lot of ways that like has this one pointed like you know direction it is made up of people who are trying to better themselves that are trying to you know survive through the day survive through you know whatever shift this random guard might be going through this might be this thing where he works there for six months and then gets to go home for six months so for him it's like i'm not gonna wait i'm not gonna you know risk my life to you know, stop these people who are trying to get out, you know? So it's an interesting idea that thinking about if they really were as evil and as, um, you know, awful as they would probably have stood up and just started just gunning down some of the prisoners. Um, but you know, in other ways it kind of just shows like maybe they're just, maybe they're just cowards, you know, they, they, when they have the gun, they, they're willing to stick it in your stomach and shot or shock you. But when, you know, you, in, you're on even, even footing they're you know, they're cowards. They, they don't want to face up. Yeah, man. I mean, they're probably just, you know, normal citizens, you know, probably found, you know, that job on galaxy recruiter. It's all <laughs> that they, it's all that they had, you know, a good back to insurance and, you know, just, <laughs> just went from there, man. Yep. That's exactly what it was, man. Oh gosh, but uh, the the final final scene of the of the prison breaks uh, when they're all jumping into the water, and uh, Andor and Kino are kind of right there, and Kino drops the freaking line, man. Yeah. Gosh, this sucks so bad to hear this. But Kino's like, I, I can't swim. What? Which is just a it's a crazy line because at that moment it was like the solidi- the complete solidification of everything we thought we knew about Kino. Because of the fact that it's everything that we we had thought of up to this point was based around the idea that he was trying to get everybody home, not just himself. He was trying to get all these other men home. And when he saw that they that the Empire had betrayed them and that they weren't actually going to go home, even though I'm sure in some way he knew because he you know, when he first came in, he probably saw that it was there was water all around and that he was not that there was no other way out but the water so in his mind he probably knew the entire time that once he got to that point that he was not going to be able to go any further so he understood that this breakout was not for him it was for all the other men yeah. in the prison wow. so he was everything that he was sacrificing he was sacrificing for the other men. He was not sacrificing for himself. See, I didn't even think about that, but the fact that you're saying that, like that, it just means it means so much more now. But yeah, Kino. Are we was sure that lead. he was knew about that about the water though? Well, like, everybody came in on the on ship. A ship. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you yeah. saw with, with no windows, or were there windows? Well, no, on? it's just when they docked, the dock was open behind them, so all yeah, you like, saw was nothing. Yeah, when he water. came in, you could tell where yeah. you were coming in, and you, remember, you you had to. I think you would had to have no at least somewhat known. Remember when Andor got dropped off? The ship left, and they. Looked behind them and it was just nothing but uh empty no, empty i don't yeah, remember that empty but skies and water yeah so yeah. cool sounds good and i you know and for a second you know during that scene like you, like i knew andor was gonna like grab him and like push him into the water but then like he got pushed off before he could do anything yeah yeah and i don't know oh, if you guys yeah. picked up on that but like it, it sucks like he was, yeah, yeah he was trying to get to him so, he, so here's yeah. the question did kino jump or did he not did he not jump i don't think he jumped i don't think, I don't he, think he did either. Think he either yeah no i've got no idea so. yeah <laughs> All right, so uh, I want to go ahead and transition here to Luthen because we find out who the mole is. We find out yes. who the, the inside man is for uh, the Empire. It's yeah. not Dedra. It's not Dedra. Yeah, I, I think at this point it was kind of – we were all, like, thirsting because we knew that there was going to be someone. Like, I, I think we all could just tell, and we were just trying to figure out who it might be. But we were all thinking there has to be someone 
inside this major organization, the way they're playing it out, the way that the knowledge that Luthen has, the way the, the knowledge that these other people have, there has to be somebody. And of course, in this episode, we do find out. Yeah, and it's uh, it's the, the the man working close with Dedra. And, yes. Uh, yeah. What's his name? I don't even freaking know, man. Mustache guy. Mustache guy. Yes. Yes. Isn't like Looney or something or. Leroy, sorry with an L, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, no, you're. I'm sure you're right. I'm sure you are. Lon- Lonnie, there's Lonnie. Oh right? yeah, yeah, oh yeah, 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 you might be right. Yeah, yeah. it was yeah. Lonnie. Yeah, it was Lonnie. Look, you, you guys are awful, around. man. Did you guys watch this show or what? Uh, Am I'm, I the only one that watched it? No, you didn't even watch it. No, uh, you did. <laughs> is, um, it, is it Lonnie though, for real? I, I, think. I think you're right though. Yeah. I think Shimato's checking. I think yeah. it is that. But but, uh, but anyway, so um, he contacts Luthen, tries to uh, warn him about uh, Dedra being on his tail and um, doing a fake. Uh, a fake uh, empire move that will kind of lure everybody out. And Luthen's Krieger, like, Krieger. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And Luthen's like, let it happen. The sacrifice is necessary. And then the, the conversation they have shortly after this, where they are talking about sacrifice and mm-hmm. he's saying that he has a family now, Lonnie saying that he has a family now. And it, it, it just, it's a lot harder uh, to to keep going every day and living this double lifestyle, and then Luthen just like drops a freaking hammer on the guy, and he is like monologue. Yeah, he's like sacrifice. You want to talk about sacrifice? It is and he goes he goes in on him, and by the end of that, by the end of that, you are like Luthen is he's next level because he's yeah. in it. He lives it. He breathes it, and uh, he understands the the greater picture and the cause of the rebellion and what it. It can be. Yeah. And uh, Lonnie is playing a role that he needs to man up. Yeah. Tr- truthfully, and- I kind of thought that he was going to knock off Lonnie. When they first, when it sounded like Lonnie was like starting to back out, I felt like he was just knock him off right there. But then he could delve more into like the whole, how important this person is and all the sacrifices that would have to happen. Th- 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 that sacrificing these other people are way more important than you. You are, you are way less important than you. Like Lonnie was such an integral part of everything that the rebellion is doing because of the fact that he's been able to get to that position. Yeah, not only that, man. It's just like, like, he, like Luthen. He's already, you know, accepted his fate, and so that's what made that speech so compelling. Is like, you know, he wasn't like trying to sell something to Lon- Lonnie. Like he was telling him, you know, what was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, by the time he gets done with the speech and everything, like he's like, "You're going to be a hero, Lonnie." And then he like closes the elevators and sends him yeah, back. Yeah, up. There's no question. <laughs> yeah, 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 he didn't give him like another option or yeah, anything. No. So, no, this is why I need you. So mm-hmm. go report back. Yeah. Oh, geez, man. Um, so I, I, that was a very, very intense scene, and it. I think the. The visuals of that scene was incredible. Like this weird little like canopy alleyway type yeah. thing, uh, with all the piping and everything around them. It was it was it was a really good scene, and the the dialogue was fantastic. Yeah, like the writing for the show has been like next tier. Oh yeah, yeah, phenomenal. Definitely in like the the slums of the city that they're in right. too. You yeah. Know? yeah, so. And I love that about Star Wars, man. It's like they do that a lot with, you know, there's, you know, their series. They did it in Obi-Wan and everything. We're just like, it, you know, it shows a portion of the city that's just so intriguing. Yeah. It's, you it's know, so just, dilapidated. Yeah, so, like neon lights, you know, illegal activity going yeah. on. <laughs> it's like know. cyberpunk. Yeah, yeah, man, does, yeah, yeah, like just the cyberpunk feel, you know, nobody has like a credit score, you know, that's like you know, higher than <laughs> yeah. 400. Yeah, you could <laughs> definitely find like a, a tattoo parlor there somewhere. And yeah, yeah I yeah, think they like do. It. Star Wars just does a great job of showing the juxtaposition of like the amazingness of some of like the like landscapes that you see. Mm-hmm. And then these like and then the space shots and the um, the luxury that you'll see and then. 
then you'll see these moments where you see these just beat down areas. You know, it's just crazy. Like going back to, you know, um, you know, uh, Cassie and on Miami beach, you know, yeah, man, like you're just seeing Jawas with neck tattoos. Like, yeah. just like, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. And then you like, see, you see all this crazy, you just, the visuals are just always so striking and yeah. so, so different. And it, I think it's one of the great ways that they build their, build the universe is that, uh, you see these just vastly different types of scenes where, you know, you see the, the so in, even just in this episode, you see the, like, the stark white areas of, you know, the empire. Then you see these, the slums. Yeah. And then you see mm-hmm. the, like, vast openness of the ocean from when they're getting out of the prison. Right. And then you see the, you know, the grand upper crustiness that is the Mon Mothma how household yeah um so you just see these different uh, they they're like a character of their own in a lot of ways and they kind of create situations in their own right that um you that make them feel different yeah and i mean you brought up mon mothma and they had she had a meeting with uh with the banker and this dude. I don't know if yeah. you got the name on that guy. I don't know you over there, Shimano. But anyway. Hold um, on, let me channel. <laughs> but anyway, so. Roy. No, anyway. <laughs> you got it, man. That's it. <laughs> is it really? I don't know. No. Anyway, no. Um, so they're having a conversation, and she is listening to his pitch, right? And uh, after the after the pitch is done, she's like, what is, what's it going to cost me? What is it, what is it going to cost me? And he's like, it's not going to cost you any anything financially. And mm. and she's like, well, what is it? It has to be something. You can tell this guy had something up his sleeve. Yeah, it's got, it's got to be something. And he's like, well, I just want an introduction of my son, who's around the same age as your daughter. And, <laughs> no big uh, deal. Yeah, and they, it's funny because they t- talked about traditions or the start of the conversation, and uh, he was trying to play into that, uh, the fact that she was, her comment about traditions, like, yeah, I, she's it, it's she's a part of the tradition with her marriage with her husband. Yeah. And uh, so then here for, he tried to, he tried to lead in with his son, trying to get meet the daughter, and yeah. then she was like, "Get out, get out now!" And then yeah, yeah she was yeah, not having it. Yeah, she was not, and she said, uh, you, "You can think." He's like, "You can think about it." She's like, "I will not." And he said, "Well, that's the first lie you told all day." Yeah, <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> what a line! Oh man, it was it was good. It was it was a very intense scene. Uh, just uh, when once she realized that the her daughter was gonna have to play a role in this whole entire uh, yeah. situation. Very, very interesting. The fact that she is considering it, she's gonna consider it yeah. because the daughter has definitely played a a large part in in her humanity and uh, in what, where she's gonna stand with the cause and how it's gonna affect her family and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's gonna be really interesting to see how that plays out. Like, is she going to let her daughter in on the fact that she is working with the rebellion and be like, hey? This is how you can help the rebellion, or is she going to further alienate and cut her like cut cut out some of her own humanity and just give her daughter away without letting her know that this is the situation that it's under? Because I feel like that would be the ultimate like extra knife jab in their relationship. Their their relationship is already at a you know razor thin point. 
And this would just be the final straw of just like the inhumanity of this business deal, probably from her daughter's point of view. Um, if she were just to be like, yeah, you're just, we needed some banking help. So uh, you're now married to this dude. <laughs> yeah. I, I, to be honest with you, man, I think she's going to end up, you know, cutting out, you know, a portion of her humanity just yeah. with the fact that, you know, the relationship with, you know, her and her daughter, obviously her daughter is, you know, closer, you know, with the dad. In this sense, you know, the dad can't be trusted. And I, I feel like this series is just doing a really good job playing, you know, the dark portions of the rebellion and yes. like what everyone yeah. had to sacrifice, what everyone had to give up, and like the amount of dirt that or blood, you know, that is on, you know, people's hands, you know, building this rebellion. So, um, and you're right, you know, she was considering it. Um, and it did a very good job, you know, portraying that. And, like, I think it is going to be a decision that she is going to go for, um, you know, you know, for the fate of the rebellion and for the rebellion, you know, to, to succeed yeah. and um, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, it's going to, you know, eventually ruin, you know, I feel like the relationship of her family and everything. Yeah. Mm. And I think it was cool seeing um, the fact that she – I think it was important that they didn't have her protest beyond that point of – well, that's the first lie you said today. And like she like they didn't show anything past that. And it was that moment mm -hmm. of like it, it was that moment like, hey, he's called my bluff. Like mm -hmm. he, like that moment uh, or, or he he sees into my mind a little bit. Maybe I'm not 100 percent bluffing, but I am definitely not 100 percent against this idea. And it kind of shows that they're on the same wavelength. Yeah. As well. So, ah, man. Yeah. That was also and also good dialogue there, too, man. Like, I mean, this show doesn't doesn't miss. Yeah, <laughs> it really doesn't. And then uh, another small portion of this episode is Ferrix and what's going on over there. Yeah. Um, with Andor's mom, uh, talking about the tunnels or caverns, right? That they, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. How is that going to play into the last two episodes? That's got to play into something, right? I mean, I think that's definitely a possibility where there's something might you know happen there. They've definitely they've alluded to it enough to where you're like, okay, maybe there's something there. Maybe um, something will happen on. Um, Ferrix, where maybe there'll be, I, I could see there being like a massacre, and like maybe you know that's like the last line for Andor is where they maybe some rebel forces with his mother included, you know, get go to the um, go to the tunnels to do some sort of a rebel activity, and they get knocked off, and that's the thing that just kind of pushes Andor, and he's like, okay, like I am. I've lost all my connections. I need to be all in on this, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's taken so much from him already. So. I, yeah, I agree with you 100%. I think what's going to end up happening is he's going to find a way, you know, to get back to Ferrix, and he's going to get there. And then, like, you know, you know, Bix, you know, his friends, you know, his mom, they're all going to be gone, and then, like, some sort of massacre. And it could even be, like, you know, a trap sprung where he will end up getting captured and Luther will have to save him. And, you know, that's his transition into, you know, being what, you know, we know him yeah. to be in Rogue One and everything. Yeah, I could see his mom sacrificing herself for, like, sacrificing herself for, like, the rebellion in some sort of way. Or sacrificing oh, herself yeah. for Cassian to escape to be a part of the rebellion or something along those lines. Yep. You know, playing out, like, maybe she, like, implodes the tunnel. At, like, he gets out and then she, like, implodes the tunnel type of moment, you know, <laughs> trapping a whole bunch of, you know... Imperial forces down there with her, or something like mm -hmm. that. I'm really excited to see the empires, uh, and especially the ISB, like their reaction to the prison break. Oh yeah, I can't, I can't wait to see 
what's said about that. Yeah, and they're probably gonna they're gonna play into okay the the web the web is real like the Aldani the Aldani heist um, is is connected to all this stuff that's going on. They're probably gonna start yeah. putting some some connections together. Even though it really isn't <laughs> like it is, yeah, but it just, isn't. Yeah, but but the Empire hasn't faced anything yes. like like coordinated stuff. Yeah, in, um, to have a massive uh, yeah. prison break just what massive, weeks yeah. months after the Aldani. Yeah, I think it's a month after I, Aldani. I mean, I think the most interesting thing is gonna be like. Okay, so how are they going to get off of what the, where they're at? Like, yeah, like that is a. I mean, it's obviously a prison planet that the. Uh, I'm sure the Imperials control just about every ounce of traffic to that place. So it, it's going to be interesting to see how they get off. Um, they have. <laughs> It didn't seem like they have any sort of transportation in any sort of way. When they did like the wide shots, it kind of looked like in a lot of ways that there were, it was just a bunch of these very similar prison pods that were going on. Yeah, that's what I thought. Like, so I don't know what's going to happen. Is this going to be one of those? Is it going to be even bigger? Is it like, oh, this is 5,000 and then there's another one with 5,000? Like, so all of a sudden it's a rebellion of. You know, maybe this is literally the birth of the rebellion in the sense that all these people end up being the ground soldiers that are the rebellion in a lot of ways. You know, like almost an instant army, you know, that you have of these prisoners who have been neglected by the Empire for so long, you know? Yeah. It does make you wonder what's going to happen when... I mean, the Empire is going to show up. And they, the, last, the last thing we see is uh, Andor and... Melshi. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Some other guy. Um, Some other guy. He's from Rogue One. Oh, is he? Yeah. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Sweet. So, yeah, they're, like, running, and I don't know if there was... All, was there already something chasing them, or is that just, like, the moons it, or something? It looked like they had, like, some sort of, like... Uh, TIE fighters or something? Uh, or? Not TIE fighters, like but maybe... hover like, or something. It was, like, a search... It was, like, a, oh, uh, a, a search... Droid, yeah. yeah, search... Yeah, search... Yeah. Something yeah. like that, you know, something searching but, for the prisoners. And yeah. Everything. I mean, I imagine it's going to be, like, you know, they get surrounded, and... They fight their way out, and then they finally come across a, some sort of spacecraft, and that's how they're able to get off the planet. I guess, yeah. like, I don't know. <laughs> some sort of like classic Star Wars rebellion. We're gonna get yeah. the we're gonna get the storylines all intertwining. Um, oh yeah, in these, probably these final two episodes. And it, I mean, honestly, I I trust whatever happens in the next two episodes. I the, I don't see this flopping. I don't see this pulling a Marvel and uh, not landing and sticking the episode. Not landing uh, the finale. Yeah, finale. So uh, I'm very excited to see where we go uh, in the final two episodes. And I really, really want to just see more of Andor's transition into where we see him in Rogue One. So yeah. uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for what's next, man. I really am. I think it's going to be really – it's going to be crazy to see how much further they push – in his storyline in these last two episodes because they've shown a willingness to drag things out and not in a bad way but like to lengthen things out like and also there's a purpose like we're, yes, we're getting yes. it we're getting a oh yeah we're, story. we're, yeah we're getting a lot of good story and stuff like that when he dragged out was not the best terminology it wasn't to use there. so yeah just but <laughs> <laughs> but we they they've shown the ability to be let's say be patient with with their storylines, like it took them t- two plus episodes to break out of the prison, it took them two plus episodes to do um, the the robbery, you know. So they they've shown a you know a patience to you know let things play out, to have moments of 
stress and to have moments mm-hmm. that you are learning more about a character. So, I mean, I could see like, a, a good chance that part of what is the entire next episode for Ander is just him in the the area that he's at. And he, he, he doesn't get off the planet, possibly even in that entire episode. You know, it's just planning, so, planning to get off. Yeah, like, yeah. like, or just trying to survive. Maybe they're, you know, constantly dodging whatever. You know, droid is, um, or drone is following them. You know, um, or there's like, like animals they got to deal with on this planet yeah. or something. <laughs> Becomes a survival Rough show. terrain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah almost. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I, I could, not. I could see it. Like, it's something to where they're, you know, they have to survive in some sort of sense for a little while. You know, and it, or. And part of the episode is that, and then maybe some of it's pushing the other two main storylines along a little bit more with with um, what's happening with Maul Mothma and what's happening with um, what's happening with Luthen. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you know those storylines kind of pushing them to catch up to you know whatever it's hap- is happening there. No yeah, doubt. yeah, they're doing a really good job as far as like you know having different storylines, but still keep it interesting, you know, for storyline and everything. Yeah. Um, you know, it's something that you don't really see in like the other Star Wars series that they've done, you know, such as like Mandalorian or Boba Fett or anything like that. Um, not necessarily saying that those, you know, shows are bad, but with this they're giving us extra episodes. They're taking more time to build the foundation. Yeah. And at the same yeah. time giving us different, you know, point of views as far as like what's going on with different storylines and then like how it's all going to come to a climax and intertwine within each other. Mm. I mean, and I feel yeah. like that's what keeps it, you know, interesting for, you know, viewers and, you know, hardcore Star Wars fans like myself where, you know, we're able, you know, to see all this and, you know, how it affects, you know, what's going on. Universe building. Correct. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Now, now, what if the security drone that is there is literally just... <laughs> To get a photo of the people that escaped so that we've seen the way their media works. Mm. And then it pushes out this image of Melshi and Cassian. And then there's almost like this race by Deirdre, maybe. And maybe she employs, um, you know, the, the slick haired guy to go along with her and kind of like manipulates him maybe a little to come come get her and he's like this is your chance this is your chance i don't think she's gonna have to manipulate Cyril. well Cyril, yeah i mean i don't think i mean yeah she he's, probably won't have to do a whole lot of manipulation but then it always turns into like this race and then luther maybe sees this, the photo too and maybe there's like this three prong thing where you know deirdre is searching and luther is searching and then you have vel coming as well you know maybe to this um this head where they're all they all end up like coming and converging and all the storylines are kind of converging on and or at on um Nakima Narkin Kina five? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You just you just explain like professional wrestling. It's like all the storylines coming together and yeah. some big event, you know. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Tune in next week. Cool. For yeah. So now that I mentioned Star professional Wars wrestling, <laughs> let's go ahead and shut the pot off. There you uh, go. Big shout out to all of our listeners, everyone who tuned in. If you're watching on YouTube, we want to encourage you to hit subscribe, whether you're on YouTube or if you're listening on Apple, listening on Spotify, listening on Google. Hit subscribe so that you get all of our content when it comes out. Also, follow us on social media at Royal Geek Pod. Please uh, stay up to date with everything we got going on and come on back. We've got a lot of content to cover in the next few months. We're, we're in November. The end of the year is upon us, and what that means is uh, a lot more stuff to cover. So 
uh, please come back. And uh, with that in mind, from my good friends Sandy, Shimato, and Apple Zacks, this is T-Roll saying thank you so much for listening to the Royal Geek Podcast. We will see you next time, you peasants. 